The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. As like an activity. And he's like, oh, they had hammers and... Um, well, hammers. 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 <laughs> developed a New Zealand accent. He had hammers, mother. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's it. <laughs> And, and squirrel... I didn't know you'll go cheek. Sorry. <laughs> squirrel drivers. Squirrel drivers. <laughs> <laughs> like you mean screwdrivers? That's yeah, so cute. Yeah, squirrel drivers. <laughs> oh, I love when they say things wrong. It's so funny. I was saying to my um, one of my colleagues the other day, um, I was just like, oh, did they have a bit of a squirrel moment? But I didn't just do like, did they have a bit of a squirrel moment? And like, I kept on talking. She's like, well, what do you mean squirrel moment? I'm like, you know, squirrel. (laughs) Because we're on video conference. And she's just like, what? I'm like, have you never seen up? (laughs) Oh, goodness. Hmm. Oh, another good animated one. That's wholly depressing. It is wholly depressing. I, I like the depressing bit at the start, but then I don't like the movie in general. Up. Yeah. Really? I, it's not that I don't like it. I don't think it's one of Pixar's best. I, I like the the first, like, 20 minutes or so, but once they get there and meet the, I guess he's the villain, mm. once that happens, I'm over it. Like, once we meet the dog that squirrels all the time. Mm. Um, Doug. Doug. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good up until that point, and then they meet the villain, and then I'm, like, not into it anymore. Oh. So... Yeah, but there's still. But that opening, bits. that opening bit. Oh my oh, I know. god! Oh my <laughs> and god! And how how true is that though? You're saving for something particular, and then something happens. Like this happens with my workplace all the time. I'm like, oh, oh I get a few extra hours. Cool, we can put some money aside, and and then like the water heater dies or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, oh, I just saved that money for. But it's been like, oh, we have to basically replace a car. Awesome. <laughs> We've got to do that soon. Oh, really? Yeah, Chris is the engine in his car needs a huge overhaul, and it would cost like three or four thousand dollars, which is probably how much the car's worth. So we're gonna have to um, make some car decisions. I know. It's I'm so used to not having a car loan. Yeah. It's like, oh, great, we're gonna have to have a car loan because we can't afford to buy one outright. I'll talk to you about it later. I've got an idea for you. Yeah, we're thinking about the leasing thing through his workplace, so that's probably what we're going to go for, but it's like figuring out what car and, yeah. Something big, like really terrible mileage. (laughs) (laughs) I got got my my boss at work, like uh, he's got his, um, uh, you know, work, Work car obviously he doesn't pay for that, but he's got a uh, you know I think it's a Holden or it's a Ford or it's a it's it's got four doors uh, and wheels. <laughs> um, I'm oh not, dear, I, that's I, most cars. I'm not a I'm not a car person. I don't understand <laughs> no, these things. Really? But like he comes, he, he gets in the car. Like so he brings it to work a couple of times um, because if somebody's doing work on his house that's near the car, he doesn't want the car to be in oh. any danger. Yeah. Um, so he brings the the car in. That level of love for the car. Oh, he he got he did he took the car. Or he got uh, well. The the car had a photo shoot the other day. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it was a, it was like a, but it was because it, there was a photographer who specialises in car photos, uh. and he didn't have any photographs of like 
this particular model of white car. And so uh, they they went, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get it sorted. And, and so Jason got the whole the car, you know, tarted up and made it as pretty as possible. And then uh, it, Sunday best. The, the 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 like, I don't know if I love anything as much as he loves his car. Jeez. It's 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 pretty pretty intense relationship. Yeah, it's it sounds. It's it's like that, that relationship. Like you know, um, when he's when talking the, about it, when like, married to bridge. No, no, no. I was thinking more about like when uh, in Thor uh, Ragnarok where Korg's explaining how he lost Mjolnir and uh, and then Korg's like sounds like you had a pretty uh, intense relationship with that hammer bro <laughs> and it was like <laughs> and also he said like a hammer pulled you off <laughs> <laughs> such a good movie but yeah but uh, it, it's just funny like uh, Jason got this uh, the, the love of the car and um, uh, I don't know I don't know why I got onto that but uh, it, it did allow me to do it because I need to buy. Because you need to buy a car. car. Oh yeah, and you're talking about fuel guzzling. Fuel guzzling. Yeah, but when he starts the car. Like I swear to God, it's like it feels like a liter is being pulled through that engine. It's like, mm. and it's got that. That when it goes, it feels like it's actually guzzling. I can hear it just give me that feel. Just like my my brain, my my like economical kind of brain is going. No sound is worth that. You could like because in oh, you can get a neat little sound out of my car, but that's reasonably fuel efficient yeah but you could you, you get a neat sound out of my car but that's because it's got a terrible um engine <laughs> and you know it's it's like a 1.3 liter engine so it makes a lot of noise oh, when really? it's, like when, yeah when it's at 100 you you have to turn up the music really hard <laughs> oh, no. just pretend you don't hear it but yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. I, like a car enthusiast right you could because there's electric cars and electric cars don't make any sound so now the electric so cars a, film, a, a car soundtrack that you play when you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they've they've made they've made it so electric cars actually do have to make a sound. So the sound is like a a sound that sounds like an engine, but it actually is just a generated sound. So mm. because if you have a car that's deadly silent, it's exactly that deadly silent. It's uncomfortable. That's funny you should say that because when well, I no, went for pedestrians to- and stuff like that, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Well, it might hurt a bit actually. Yeah. <laughs> when I went to buy the current car that I have, which is a Toyota Yaris, um, I drove a Corolla as well and I drove it around and I'm like it's so quiet that I'm not comfortable with it oh wow and that's because I used to drive my mum's old Toyota Corolla which was like from 1980 so it was quite noisy and then I was driving her old Hyundai as well which was really noisy so I wasn't used to a car that didn't make noise mm. so of course I bought the car that makes a lot of noise <laughs> and now I'm like why did I do that <laughs> but it's ridiculously economical and like it's so I, I think about that. But Chris used to have a Commodore and he talks about that like it's the lost love of his life oh, because funny. we had to get rid of it because the loan was massive. Um fixing it was expensive, the tires were expensive, the fuel was just ridiculous. Um, because it was a real souped up car, mm. but he still talks about it like you know, my one true love. I'm like, hi, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right here. Like- <laughs> I'm in the room. Yeah. So yeah, I just I, 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 I don't get the sound thing. It's just like you, you could like get one of these cars and just like make it so it's got uh, the generates a sound. So you could just like if you want to have the mm. rum 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 rum, you just turn on the rum 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 rum, and then if you then you just like you don't want it, you turn it off. And it just makes no makes no sense. But Chris like, is listening to this right now and groaning and rolling his eyes. And going, you just, just don't understand. You don't understand, man. You don't get it. But I am, I am kind of glad though that the uh, the, the uh, electric cars. Uh, 
are going to have a sound so you do know that they're coming mm. and that you don't get accidentally killed by them because it would be terrible if you get you know hit by a uh, you know a electric car and you go oh my god this is terrible but so fuel efficient it's great um yeah it would be very you know you're so environmentally friendly and, and it just our friends have got a hybrid it's pretty nice no? that's what we're looking into yeah. possibly hybrid eh? Mm. i still want my mini I still yeah. want my Mini Cooper. Uh, aren't they? Um, isn't Mini moving towards fully electric cars at some point? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're um, transitioning. How many years are they, they're looking at doing it in? Um, they've brought they've brought out their first one, I think, this year. Oh, oh right, okay, yeah. It's either coming or it's here. Yeah. yeah. Um, because yeah, and and uh, I just. I mean, it's like driving an automatic car. Like, you're not even driving. I'm sorry. I find the, the hybrid's <laughs> interesting because, you know, it charges the battery while you drive mm. and then you're only putting um, fuel in it, like, once a month or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, so my I've got two friends who've got um, hybrid cars. Yeah. And I think it's the same car. It's both They're both Toyotas, but they only spend, like, $70 on it a month or something. Wow. And, yeah, then the rest of the time it's charging its own battery. It charges while you drive. Mm. So I'm like, hmm, that's, that's cool. Because the wheels, the wheels are turning and generating the electricity to, mm. to fill up the batteries, mm. which is just it's, – it's good. It's like a perpetual motion machine. Yeah. Like, because if – maybe – It's it, not like a perpetual motion machine – at all. Well, if it was if it was continually driving, then surely it's continually generating the electricity, so it could probably yeah. drive forever. Yeah, but it's not perpetual motion because it's got a it's it's got a external power source in the in the fuel. Yeah, but once you got it started, <laughs> I get you, Lou. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, really? But it's it's not a perpetual motion because perpetual motion is something that's self powering. This it's is something- mostly self powering. It's it's like pseudo perpetual <sighs> motion. <laughs> This has got a battery that's powering it, <laughs> or fuel, whichever one you're on at that I time. I zoned out so anyway, about five we- minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Like, Are what? we still talking about cars? Uh, anyway, I heard a rumour. That's got that's that got we've a, still got a game that we're playing? That's oh, got to yeah. be the longest any podcast, which is majority female run, <laughs> spoke about cars. That's got to be a record there, I reckon. And, and we apologise because we know nothing about cars, but yeah. it's okay. Clearly, I think people have picked that up. Um, or perpetual motion, apparently. <laughs> you two are weird. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Tangent City. I know it's really early to introduce us, but we've got Lewis, Kat, um, Cecilia and Rachel and... You are listening to the second half of a game that we're playing, which is like a film challenge um, trivia type game. And I'm going to start the first one off with a question I missed last time, which is your favourite superhero movie, Captain America. Moving on. Um, (laughs) No, it's very, it's hard to pick when you've got a few, like the original Avengers, um, where they all come together. Mm. There's something magic about that film. Mm. But you know, Captain America is pretty amazing, and then Endgame, and yeah, but that's the scene, hard. the scene in the first Avengers film where they're all standing in a circle, like back mm. with their backs facing each other, and the camera does that thing around uh, the, the the cast. It's just like that's, and then the music behind yeah. it as well. It's like this is it's your money shot. It's one of the perfect, one of the most perfect film shots I've ever seen and the, uh, the breaking up from that when Captain America is like when they finally go oh yeah Cap's a leader and he, he's like you know telling everyone what to do and then he gets the Hulk and he's a like, Hulk and the Hulk just like what smash and the Hulk goes fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
He doesn't say good. fuck yeah, but he's, he Pony indicates God. it. <laughs> there's so many, there's so, so many, many moments. good it moments is. that film. Yeah. Yeah, I I reckon it's edging a little bit closer to the top other than Captain America is an amazing film, but there is something about Avengers where they all come together and they learn um, each other's, like, personalities and everything. And then you've got it starts out with Iron Man and uh, Captain America really being not friends. Mm. So it's a great start to the journey that they take through Mm. the whole series. Mm. So I think I'm going to have to go with Avengers. That whole thing where, where, where him and Cap are arguing and Cap's like, put on the suit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the shit hits the fan he's like, put, put on, on the, the suit. suit. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, God. So much good. Mm. I'd have to go Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because of the that- cat. <laughs> <laughs> of not a cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just think that there were so many good elements in it. Like I had a really good soundtrack. It had that real sort of girl power element going to it, um, going right through it. And I just really enjoyed it. So I think it's a definite favourite of mine. I bought a T-shirt, man. Like that's how excited <laughs> I was. <laughs> I'm going to go outside the box because you say superhero film. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say Unbreakable. Yeah, because it's technically a superhero film. Mm. So it is, it is. And have you have you agreed with me? You were with the Avengers, are you? Well, actually, I'm going to say like I, I'm going to uh, change the uh, the goalpost a little bit um, and go with best superhero trilogy uh, and say it would be the Dark Knight saga by Christopher Nolan uh-huh. uh, because you've got a a real visionary director who took a you know established property i mean there've been batman films done before um and i mean the the batman film franchise had been beaten into the ground um thanks to batman forever and batman and robin mm. and he revived it and it was a real uh, batman begins was such a, a risky proposition to to ground the character and the fact that batman doesn't even turn up until like more than halfway through the film it's pretty impressive because there was at that point uh, the, the, the might have been the um, uh, the they could have just started the film with Batman already being existing like in the first Batman mm. but they didn't he wanted to show Batman how he like became the Dark Knight. <laughs> So we're all just looking at each other. I don't know whether everyone can hear that as well. But so um, it's a car alarm. Is it a car alarm? Or is it a kid in a car beeping it's, the horn? It's too Back. rhythmic. I feel like it's an alarm as opposed to like people probably can't even hear it. It's stopped probably now. Oh. Kids are not that rhythmic. They'd just be like meh, 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 <laughs> that actually did sound like something. It it was, did. Like, yeah. so, I can't not be rhythmic. I know, what can yeah. I say? But yeah, so so for my uh for my the arrhythmic. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> for, for for my money, it's uh it's good because it's also a beginning, a middle and an end, but the end is kind of like a again the spinning um, the coin mm, yeah. or, or, or the spinning top um, because it, it, yeah the end of it you're going does that mean that Bruce Wayne is alive and he's mm. living with Selena Kyle in Europe or is this just Alfred hoping that like or, or seeing what he would like to see so or is Alfred alive yeah there's all these questions that leaves you at the end uh, Nolan's very good at that yeah one mm. of the best lines in cinema history size of a tangerine <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, last episode we did a film that you hate from a favourite genre and we struggled with that one. But I feel like this might be a little bit easier. A film you like from your least favourite genre. So my least favourite genre is probably gross-out humour comedies and I'm... I mean, I I reckon forty year old virgin, but I don't even know if that's that gross out. Mm. I'm trying to think of gross out comedies. Do you know? I, I think I, it is a bit of a gross yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a, I agree. I hate that um, genre of film as well. But there was one that we watched recently with the, the kids in it. Oh, I can't remember oh, what it was called. But it, it was, was like um, super bad, but it was the with oh the my kids. god, that was and so I good. And I actually remember laughing hysterically during this film, even though it was just quite rubbish. And it was from that. <laughs> that really gross out genre that I that I just don't like. Yeah, so. I agree with you there. Oh, what was it called? It had um, the, did it have boys in the title? Bad, bad no, no, bad naughty boys or something like that. Boys. Naughty, was it Naughty Boys? <laughs> That's I'm like type, the porn okay. version. Oh, no, naughty sure. Boys film, I'll type it into Naughty Google. Boys. Oh, it was, Seth, Seth, was it called Seth Naughty Ro- Boys? Seth Rogen was a director. There is actually a film producer. called Naughty Boys, yeah. but anyway. So that doesn't um, but help. But it's not that film. Oh, yeah, it's producer, yeah. Um... Good boys, was it? Good boys. Oh, good boys. Yeah, I'm pretty well, there sure. There you go. Are you sure it's good boys? Yeah, 2019. Good oh, boys. There you go. Bang. Um, well done. <laughs> yeah, I I remember it was it was crap, but it was funny. <laughs> that it, you, you're right. I I might have to choose that one because that's. I mean, there's so many all those so like even sex like bad neighbors. I, and, I loved. And, oh, I did like bad neighbors. You know. I, and, yeah, I love the sex toy jokes. They're, they're so good. Really, the kids just don't get it. The, the oh, it's just it's gold. It's gold. <laughs> so bad. Utter gold. So so bad. And the pubic hair. Oh, I can't even remember I the pubic hair bit. No, nor do I. <laughs> I can't even remember. It's, how it was it on went a sex down. toy that said, um, "Um, yeah, it was the 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 sex toy, and I think it had pubic hair in its mouth." And oh, they were, yeah. yes, thank you. Oh. Yes, thanks yeah, it was terrible. For but sharing. there's a lot of movies like that that um, I hate the genre, but they get the laughs out of me. Yeah, that that was pretty good. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> thanks for sharing. <laughs> Um, I'm not a big fan of zombie movies or anything post-apocalyptic. I just bleh, does my head in, um, but love Zombieland. Yeah, of course. That's <laughs> so, a good, good, good choice. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm just struggling with a genre I don't that you don't like. like. Um, is is slow when in doubt. Films? Gus Van Sant. <laughs> yeah, arty, arty, like like over, overly arty kind of films. That's not really a genre because any film can be overly arty. Um, kind of is, I guess. Art, I get- ha- art house films. Mm. Oh yeah, art house. Yeah, that's kind that's of a genre. genre. Mm. Yeah. I'm just Would you to- say Melancholia? I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tree um, of Life. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, I'm just not ghost t- story. Not sure. I mean, there's, there's, there's films that aren't like necessarily made for for people uh, like in my demographic. Um, that uh, yeah, a film like um, the uh, uh, what's it, the, the with the old people living in the uh, um, Marigold Hotel. Marigold, yeah, the best Marigold Hotel. Like that's not made for me, but I love mm. that film. I think it's it's, it's fantastic. So uh, film films for like. The older generation, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, there is some of those films that I'm. I was just saying to Cecilia the d- the other day. I'm so glad those films exist because a lot of films are really made for a certain age group, mm. and there's not a lot of. I feel like they're catering a little bit more 
for everyone when they make films like that. And Love, Sarah is another mm, movie mm. that's um, kind of multi-generational. And I just saw 23 Walks, which is definitely for um, older audiences because it looks at a, a budding romance between two people who are probably in their 70s. Oh, wow. And I just... Like, it was such a lovely little movie. It had its ups and its downs, but I just think it's it's so good that, like, movies like that even exist. Mm. I swear I've seen 23 Walks in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you probably yeah. are because um, it's it's coming out late July, I think, mm. or early August, I forget. Yeah, Monday Monday the 23rd, that's what we There you that. go. Which is, that's like Monday the 20th. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I should get another question. Yeah, but- I'm just sitting enjoying my tea. It's quite good. It's reminding me of Thailand because it's got the, the lemongrass. Nice. Um, uh, what are we up to? Here we go. Um, Favourite film sequel? Oh. Oh, easy. Easy. Really? Oh, actually, yeah, I've got one too. Yeah. Oh. It's too many, man. I know. I'm going to go Zombieland 2. Oh. I was just thinking that. I liked that better than the first. And the first one was pretty weak. And the first one was pretty good. I mean, yeah. that, that not everyone's going to, you know, agree with me on this, but that's just... No, yeah, no, no. I, I, I completely really... agree on that one because yeah. when you when you have such a good movie like that, you're like, why are you making a sequel? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. why even go there? And it was. It was gold. And, and it's yeah. so hard for a, a comedy sequel to to be better than the first one. Yeah. Mm. I don't even know if that's ever happened, really. I mean, Back to the Future 2 is kind of a comedy, and so I would say that's one of my favourite ones. And then oh, you've yeah. got T2. But, yeah, I might be on that boat. I might be on the Zombieland 2 boat. Hmm. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, True. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's just like it takes what they, they – well, George wrote and directed the first Star Wars film, but then he actually gave, like, the second Star Wars film to a director, which was a, it's always a smart move, I think. I think George, you know, do the writing and, and, and mm. you know, all that creative stuff, but leave the directing to someone who's better at it, I mm. think, is what it comes down Why to. Why don't you go to Tashi Station to get a power converter? <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> hasn't Mark Hamill done well for himself? <laughs> I mean, Mark Hamill has, like, you know, got a career outside of yes, uh, Star Wars. that's what I mean. Like, I mean, he's, like, one of the go-to voice actors. Mm. Um, and he's, he's, the ability for him to manipulate his voice is just, just amazing. Kat? Well, I was, I was thinking about, like, all of the different – I mean, there's so many. Um, I was wondering whether this one actually qualifies because it was always designed to have a sequel. Like, would that count? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Kill Bill Volume 2. Oh, yeah. Um, really love the way that that movie wraps up. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I think it was a good sequel. But really it was just two movies cut in half. <laughs> well, I know they always count it as one when you talk about mm. um, Tarantino's films. But, I mean – it's 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 a sequel. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I suppose it's debatable. Because- yeah, I don't think it's a sequel because I always see sequels as more of a like if you were to say that um, a Prisoner of Azkaban is that the second or is it Chamber of Secrets is the second book? Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. Um, like you wouldn't call that the sequel to Harry Potter and no. the philosopher. Yeah, know what I mean? Like it was yeah, always yeah. designed to be a series. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that choice. Sorry, it's been lame. I'm happy for it. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, Basically, if you guys approve, who who needs rules? Rules are just 
for suckers. Exactly. Um, so a film that stars your favourite actor or actress. And I don't even know who my favourite actor or actress is. Neither. No. I find that really difficult. I mean, I really like Mark Ruffalo. Um but wow. I don't know if he's my favorite. Like I'm, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> there is. Why not both? <laughs> Chris oh. Evans and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have any favorites. No, it's, no. it's a bit of a tough, tough question. But there's like those stars that show up and things that you mm. see them and you just go, oh wow! I'm so glad that Tilda Swinton is in this mm. book movie as well. Yeah. Um, when she showed up in uh, what did we watch the David other day? Copperfield. Yeah, mm. that was that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, I know, like Alan I'm, Rickman, like yeah, yeah like it, the movies that he showed up in were always really good. Um, there's always those movies that you'll you'll watch because there's somebody in. You'll go, oh, yep, that's got that person. I'll watch yeah. that. So, I mean, that used to be Philip Seymour Hoffman for me. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I I stupidly turned on because Capote is on Stan at the moment. All right. And so last night I knew it was an almost two-hour film and I started it at mm. like 9.30 or something like that. And I'm like, I just won't watch the whole thing. <laughs> You did. So of course I did. <laughs> oh, I did. Dear. He's so on point in that film. He's just like stunning to watch and you forget that it's him. Mm. So I'm I'm just going to say Capote only because I watched it last mm. night. But yeah. I'm trying to pick a it film. might be too it's hard. A, yeah, it's such a broad because I I I think it sounds like we're all pretty much the same and that mm. we it's we couldn't we'd need to pinpoint who our favorite actor or actress That's is. That's the problem I, with I think, picking favorites. Well, can isn't we just it? say just actor now? Actor, yeah. yeah. But I think the uh, the the thing is like you, I could say um uh, you're an actor like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Mm. But he's like, you know, even though he's playing uh, Dr. Doolittle or Tony Stark or you know, he's always Pretty much Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Um, so I think that the my favorite actor would have to be like a character actor, somebody mm. who really Im- just loses themselves in the part. Mm. Like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is a great example. I mean, he plays all genre of film and he loses himself into the role. Um, I would say Joaquin Phoenix is another one like that mm. because yeah. I've, the only reason I thought of that is because The Master is also on Stan. Okay. And that's got Philip Seymour mm. Hoffman and and. Um, um, and Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. and he's done some really good things where he just f- disappears into the role. Mm. I think of Walk the Line, you know, mm. he did such a great job at Johnny Cash, yet to watch The Joker. I would say, like, an actor wow. who I just get... I can't find it. <laughs> an actor that I get so excited about uh, when he st- turns up in movies is Stanley Tucci. Oh, my oh, God. Thank yeah, you. Yes. That is a yeah. great call. Oh. Yeah. 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 You know what? That is a good call. That I'm is. thinking of Devil Wears Prime. Yes, that's exactly where my mind went for And in Captain America as well. Yeah. Exactly. Him, him playing Dr. Abram Erstein brought such depth to this character yeah. mm-hmm. because in the comic book, like literally that character is only in Captain America for a couple of pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with what they did with him, uh, with what Joe Johnson did with him in Captain America, the first Avenger, it just gave so much more depth and life to the yeah. character. Mm-hmm. I mean, that conversation he has with, with Steve the night before um, the procedure where he's like, you know, about to share his uh, special like um, alcoholic drink with him. 
And he's like, what? You're not supposed to drink. You're having a procedure tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, like all that kind of stuff. It was yeah. just like, the, the, in the comics, you just never, he was just there mm. and then he died. Mm. And in the movie, they just made so much more of that character. And yeah. Stanley Tucci made, you know, you, you put another actor in that role. You don't get n- anywhere near the amount of uh, material and depth that he put into that character. And then he goes and does stuff like the creepy guy in Lovely Bones. Mm. Um, just he's almost unrecognisable, thankfully. I always get him and Mark. Um, Mark Strong. Strong. Mark yeah, Strong. Same. Confused. Mm. Same. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's true. I Every time I see Stanley Tucci, I'm like, I'm bang up for whatever that is. And what about The Hunger Games? Oh, my God, of course, the Hunger Games. Mm. He just makes everything better. He does. Colin Firth is one of those guys as well. I'll, I'll watch anything with Colin Firth mm. in. Yeah, like, that's true. Literally anything. If I see but his it's name, always I'll be like, Colin yep. Firth as Colin Firth. Mm. I don't know whether he necessarily has that, that same. I don't mind that, though. <laughs> no, no, no. And I, I, I don't mind that either. But um, I, I just think that Stanley Tucci's just got that level mm. above because he just goes full into the mm. character and yeah. adapts. I used to feel that way about Colin Firth and then the last few years he's done some really amazing roles. The Railway Man oh, comes to mind, which yes. is just a heartbreaking film based on a true story, but he just fully gets into that character and it's full on. And then The Mercy, which mm. um, Cecilia and I bang on about all the time. <laughs> he's so good in that as well. So I think and then I he feels like, like Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I do enjoy him in Mamma Mia. Um, speaking of Stanley Tucci, there's a film called The Silence, which is on Netflix. Looks like a crap film, but it's actually not that bad and it's got him in it. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a horror, though, Cat. So oh, no, like thank it. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank Just you. pre-warn you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, this is another hard one because it asks again for a favourite, a film made by your favourite director because now then you've got to think about your favourite director. And I am going to have to go with um, Steven Spielberg because by far um, I've seen a lot of his film. Like it's between him and John Hughes. Like there's um, Paul Thomas Anderson who on a, a podcast a few weeks ago I called Thomas Anderson. Oh, <laughs> and I got so angry with myself. Um because I, I love some of his work, but mm. I don't love all of it. Um, whereas I look at Steven Spielberg and John Hughes and I pretty much love every single thing they made. I know they're old directors, and but... Nothing wrong with that. But then to pick a favourite, that would be very difficult. Like a John Hughes favourite, I just flat out refuse to do that. Um, with Spielberg... I just flat out refuse. <laughs> I'm like mm, ET. Oh, hang on a bit. Jaws. Um, yeah. So I'm. I'm. I can't pick. It's too hard. Don't make me do it. See, I'm gonna go with Taika Waititi, and I think I'd have the mm. same problem because I think that each of his movies are are so different. I mean, there's that tie-in of the humor that mm. he just chucks in there, but you. You know, you Jojo Rabbit um, compared to something like, you know. Boy. Well. You can't really compare this. They're so different. Yeah, just like, just so different. He's and then range, if, Yeah. But you, and he works but really well with kids as well. In, like, yeah. you know, you look at um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Like, there's some dark moments in that film. Yeah. But he brings this light to it with his humour that just. You can, well, the characters just have that depth because he doesn't just have them being funny or mm. just have them being serious. That it's almost like it's almost 
lifelike, but um, there's something realistic about them because yeah. it's got that depth and you sort of go on this journey with them and – yeah, I just I really love his stuff. Um, I guess out of you know sentimentality, I probably go with um, Hunt for the Wilder People, but like just some really really good material. In yeah, there. it's a hard one. I know it's ridiculous. I, I just had to go with it. I was just like, right, just pick one. <laughs> I mean, for me, I think that like David Cronenberg comes to mind as a director, and I really like um, a history of violence. Mm. Um, from him. Um, but then I also really like M. Night Shyamalan and I think that, you know, The Sixth Sense, come on. I mean, it's, I know it's quite overrated now. but no, when, I, I still like it. When you watch it for the first time, there's something about that twist that is just incredible. Um, same as The Village. Like, I was going to say The Village, like a lot of people hate that movie yeah. and science, but I really like both of them. So do I. And you know what? The first time I seen The Village, I hated it. I hated it. But when I went back and watched it, I go, hey, this is actually really incredible. Yeah, like, it is. And the twist in that film is like, what? Like, Yeah. And the scene in Science where um, like you, they see that footage of like the alien yeah. walking past. I always remember seeing that for the first time. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And, like, and the joke at our house is is it contaminated because i constantly have water that i've drunk halfway and then it's got like room temperature and, I'm and like, you've oh. left it yeah. and i've left it there's all these half drunk bottles of water around our house because you can't have cups anymore because the cat drinks them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember those days yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be, we'd be i always you, i'd always sleep with a glass of water next to the bed mm. uh and I, you'd be asleep and then at some point like you said <laughs> oh my God. Well, uh, not drinking that anymore. No, or it goes the one better where, like, um, my cat puts her paw in and then licks her paw and then sticks her oh paw back gosh. in. And no, yeah, the little avocado that we're con- uh, growing at the moment. She's decided that that's the water she's drinking at the moment. Only avocado water for me from now on. Thank you very much. Oh, Do you know the, the, the weird thing is, is that like apparently cats love. Uh, flowing water because mm. I love fresh water mm. and yet like all the cats I've had just any stagnant water that's around the place they just want it yeah they'll drink pool water mm. like chlorine chlorinated yeah. water it's it's the weirdest thing our cat jumps into the shower after we've had one if we're, if we're not mm. quick enough to close the door and she just I'm like that's dirty bum water what are you doing <laughs> she wants <laughs> to drink your water. essence <laughs> <laughs> this is that's what I uh, I call it dirty bum water when Bryce has a bath <laughs> and then like he accidentally like drinks I'm like what are you doing that's dirty bum water <laughs> well, I mean, his bum's in the bath. No, no. <laughs> I have to encourage him not to drink it because that's freaking weird. <laughs> Favourite f- director. Sorry. <laughs> Move back. Well, I, I, I think it's uh, very up to we were talking about dirty bum water before. Uh, <laughs> before this. I've got I've got to admit, like, uh, I think my favourite director's, because uh, I've got, I'd have to say two, um, would have to be, just from a standpoint of visionary kind of stylized director would be Tim Burton because mm. um, he's just got such a body of work that he's he's done and Batman 89 was such a, a massive impact on me uh, as I was growing up. It was like the first time somebody kind of took comic books seriously and mm. and like paid uh, the respect to the, the, the genre. Um and then, you know, the other films that he's done, largely with Johnny Depp, um, <laughs> they, they've all been, generally I've enjoyed them all. Um, and so, and The Nightmare Before Christmas for me is like a stop motion animation classic and, and just a beautiful thing to watch. Um, so yeah, it's definitely Tim Burton would be one of them. And I'll give Batman to Tim Burton because that's <laughs> so great. Uh, Kevin Smith, um, I think from a, uh, like a, 
body of work standpoint, uh, there's nothing of his I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made a lot of film. All yoga films hoses. Are great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I even like yoga hoses. I know. It's I, good, I, isn't it? I haven't seen it. It's, I really want to yeah. see it. It's bad, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't get I, the Warus one really annoyed me. I liked it until about halfway through and then it got so stupid I got angry. <laughs> and then um Red what was it called? Red State. Red State. I loved that until the last ten minutes where they were in a courtroom. I feel like it ruined the whole thing. Sometimes there's an ending of a film that just ruins the rest of it for yeah. you. Sometimes you get off the, the end of a film, you go, that was good. And then it keeps going, no, stop, stop there, stop there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that yeah. one suffered from that. Yeah. And also with, with Kev, it's not just the, uh, I get, I've enjoyed his movies, but I've enjoyed his comics. Mm-hmm. I enjoy his podcasts. Mm. Like he's just like given me so much material uh, over the decades he's been around. Mm. So yeah, Kevin Smith and um, Tim Burton would be my two favorite directors. And with Kev, Clerks, I'm going to give him Clerks because- it was such a gutsy, ballsy move to yeah. do what he did. And yeah. it's paid off for him in spades. Um, so the next question I think is going to be a very difficult one, um, a film that changed your life. Because oh. really how how life-changing are movies for most people? I don't know that movies – like movies are fantastic and you go feeling like thinking about something a lot or whatever, but changing your life is a pretty big – like, well, you think about the movie that you and Chris went and saw that first time that Captain America was that Captain America that you saw together, and that he went to the loo, and I'm like, oh my god, I really like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, was that the yeah, I, yeah, that did change like, my that life. changed your life pretty like you know. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that thing that you see something in a movie and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to be just like Aaron Brockovich. I want to be just like you. <laughs> Singing portion done. Um, <laughs> I love how you announce that you're done afterwards and then I'm just waiting for the next moment. <laughs> I know, I know. There's always at least yeah. yeah. But you're quite right. And for those who are listening who have no idea, um, I I took Chris to see Captain America, the first Avenger, um, because I had a crush on him. And so we saw it and then uh, he went to the loo. I told Kat, oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and then we had to shut up. And then... <laughs> I dropped him back at his house and just before I left, I went, um, I really like you. Okay, bye. And got in the car and left because <laughs> I didn't really, I was too scared of what his answer would be. And now we're married with a child. So, you know, it worked out for the best. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's good good point. Yeah. yeah. And was that Captain America's first Avenger? Uh-huh. Now I know why you like the film so much. I have a thing for Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, mm. movies that change your life. Well, for me, I would have to say um, Godzilla. I was going to say, <laughs> yes, yes, Godzilla. I was trying to think what it was. Uh, from 1999. Uh, and the, the reason is because is that was the um, first conversation I had with Stu, who was on the film show at the time on Radio Fremantle, and... I said, well, what's, uh, what's uh, Godzilla? And uh, like that, that's coming out next in a couple of weeks. How did you see it already? Because I was already like, you know, into films, but yeah. not seeing them as previews. Oh. And he was like, oh, I saw the preview screen because I do this film review show. And I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And you know, if you ever need someone to come on and like, you know, be funny, just let me know. And he was like, well, how about this week? And I've been doing it now for over 20 years. Um, and so that film, it holds a special place in my heart mm. because that was a film that got me doing 
uh, the film show, which became Funky Films, which became Unscripted, the film show, uh, which led to Tangent City, Diz Down Under, was cast. Um, it led me to meeting you. It led me to meeting you. And it's... Uh, you yeah, because people can see points. Yeah, and, so, and, and you were there. You get a and, car. And I, don't, I don't even know if, like, you know, uh, without me doing the show off, Cat and I would be, be together. Because, really? Well, because I started doing the oh, show. because I only wanted you for your free films. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. Now because, the truth well, because because I was doing uh, doing the show, uh, I kind of stopped uh, doing comedy as much because I was doing comedy there, and then when I started doing the show, it gave me. Uh, an outlet mm. so I didn't necessarily need to rely on on comedy to be able to you know be creative and um, you know be expressive and those kind of things and, which is something I, I need to do and so maybe I would have like kept on doing comedy and maybe I would have you know moved somewhere else so the Found another mm. hot redhead <laughs> <laughs> so the show the show like uh, is was is an important part of my life it's definitely life-changing and I don't regret it for a second so yeah Godzilla and is because of Godzilla. Well, because of Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what film I reviewed for the first time. I probably should have written that down. I somewhere. didn't even. I didn't even review it. No. Stu reviewed it. It was just that was the catalyst. Yeah, so. yeah, true, true. Mm. What were you reviewing when I called up and said I can do panel? Yeah, I don't I, know. Because I, I, I was panicking because you, you came on the show because I had Trav doing the show with me, but Trav didn't actually know how to do the desk and we were weeks away from me taking that couple of weeks off. And I was like, oh, oh no. Oh. And you were trying good. to teach him while I was I was on my way to go babysit and I was listening and you're like, uh, I don't know how this is going to go. Travis is really not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like calling in, hey, um, I do the Vibe program already so I know how to do the panel and I'm movie obsessed. <laughs> so it all just worked out. But there I don't know go. what you guys were reviewing on the day. So life changes for for you guys. <sighs> I'm going to say this is going to blow your mind, mm. by the way. Super bad. And the reason <laughs> I say super bad is because yeah. I think it's the first film my brother and I really bonded over. Um, you know, we both saw it, you know, and we're like, oh, you know, and then we were quoting it back and forth nice. and then, you know, we'd spend weekends. What? So I think it was just one of those kind of bonding moments and that we still reference it today. So, like, I'll still, you, That's know, cute. Um, you know, call him and say something from the film and he'll text me something from the film. So I think That's it's like so cool. one of those bonding things. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Bad movie, but, you know. <laughs> it's not a bad movie. Pussy's on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Life-changing movies. I I don't I don't think I've, I've used all my brain power to come up with yours, Rachel. I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> I think there might be a bit of that kind of thing happening. Um, yeah, I can't really think you of can, one. You can pass. I might pass. What, what about Star Wars? I didn't. That was that. Uh... Yeah, I was thinking about Star Wars and train spotting, but like, oh, I mean, they didn't really change. They weren't life changing. Mm. It was just like during a life changing period mm. for me. So it was I'm, like, yeah, I'm interested about train spotting though. Why? Why that mm. would spring to mind? So, just because of the content of that film. I was <laughs> <laughs> when I was hospitalized, like for long periods of time. Um, the nurses used to go hijack one of the training. You know, like the. TVs that used to have it. Oh, you probably. Oh, yes. The TVs oh, yeah, in high school, yeah, so you'd have yeah. a TV on the top and, and have a VCR. Yeah, yeah. And they would bring it into my room and they're just like, well, we're not using it, so you might as well. And the only thing that I had on um, on tape was train spotting. And boyfriend at the time had the 
blue edition, I think it was. Was it the that was the or was it in a silver box? I can't remember um, of the v- um, VHS versions of um, Star Wars. So oh, I was before used to watch they got them. altered. Yeah, after. no, these were the before they got altered oh, ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they're the ones because they got altered well. in the gold edition, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I just used to watch it over and over and over again. But like, you know, I've already been like a little bit sort of tripped out on some interesting pharmaceuticals, and then watching <laughs> yeah. the baby scene because yeah. I'd sleep through a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and oh. then you just wake up and just go, "Oh man, that wasn't a good place to wake up <laughs> yeah. when you're feeling a bit rotten." Yeah, so yeah, that's an interesting one. I think that's um. Yeah, an interesting answer, though. Yeah, so, I mean, but I don't think that that was necessarily life-changing for mm. me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really Maybe not sure. Maybe it made you more interested in, in diverse, uh, outside-the-box films because when you think about it, when you're that age... But why did don't... I own it on VHS? I don't know. That's so Only weird. Only you can answer that. Mm. It I is, probably it just had a thing a for you and McGregor. Oh, you and McGregor. Yeah. It's probably We yeah. all went through that phase. I <laughs> yeah. still am in, still I'm going in that, that phase. phase. <laughs> Have you seen Shallow Grave? No. Oh, it was one of his first movies. It's amazing. It's about these um, three people who are looking for a fourth um, to share a house with. So they already live in the house and then they interview these people to have, you know, um, the other room and the guy they hi- uh, they end up getting dies and then when they get into the room there's all this money and then they have to figure out do we keep it what do we do with the body if we keep it and oh, wow. so it's a, a one of those cool little I love Shallow Grave it was one of the first films that I saw when I worked at the video store that's, right. a, that's a black so comedy good. it is yeah. very black mm. It is a very black comedy. You've seen it? I don't think so. I just know um, of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so good. So this this question's for you, Lewis. Mm-hmm. It might you might take up the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, a film Lord. that you dozed off in. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get the list. Let's get the list out. It's it's I, I was going to say I know for a fact Twilight, it's Twilight. First Man. Yep. Uh, Twilight, Christopher Chris Robin. Christopher Robin. Yeah. I, oh, that was funny. I had Michelle on one. No, I think I was sitting. And I think Lewis was sitting in between myself and Michelle and we both kind of had a bit of a giggle going, ha-ha, Lewis is asleep. And then I look over again and both Michelle and Lewis are asleep. I'm just like... <laughs> I think I think it was Hobbit. Uh, it's one of the Hobbit movies. I was definitely micro-napping through that. So I walking again. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, mine was Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan of any of those. Um, I don't really... I've. I've never fallen asleep at a cinema. No, I, really? No, never. Oh. Um, but I have fallen asleep at home many times during movies because, you know, who doesn't um, at a certain age? But the only one that really sticks in my mind is the Italian job because Chris and I specifically stayed up late because it was on TV to make sure that we watched it because we'd never seen it before or he had and I hadn't. And um, I was like, I have to stay awake because it's going to be on until midnight. And oh, I watched wow. the majority of it and all, I fell asleep. And then I woke up and the car was on the edge <sighs> of the thing because um, I really wanted to watch is the car new- scene. That No, it- no, no, the old one. Oh, well, well. The car scene that like they're driving the car the race that, right at the end. Yeah, they go down the steps mm. and they go through. Yeah. So that was what I was watching it for because it was supposed to be quite mm. epic. And then I fall asleep for the whole lot and I wake up in the bus or whatever it is, is on the edge of that thing. And I'm like, what happened? And Chris is like, you fell asleep <laughs> is what happened. I'm not telling you. So that's the only thing that 
sticks in my head. I've fallen asleep in quite a few movies, if uh, especially like the kids' movie previews in the morning. Like if it's something that doesn't oh, yeah. interest me, I'll just have a little nap. <laughs> I've intentionally closed yeah. my eyes. I'm like, yeah, I'll just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your review. <laughs> But yeah, I've, I've fallen asleep through quite a few. I mean, I've fallen asleep in comedy acts and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow, they must be pretty bad. No, I just think it was just um, I was probably it was a very tired, tired yeah. time in my life, so yeah. I just used to nod off every now and again. But, but Twilight was different because, like, usually it's like I'm trying to watch the film and just my mind just goes, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> With Twilight, it was actively trying to go to sleep just so I didn't have to suffer anymore. Yeah, fair call. Sorry about that. I'll, I'll <laughs> Apologise for that for the rest of my life. Uh, a film that made you angry. <laughs> we have a recent one for you, so why don't you take the floor first, Lewis? Uh, okay, so 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, that one made me very, very angry. And it's just, I think it was because it was built up so much in my mm. mind that everyone was going, this is an amazing mm. film, this is so good, oh my God, it's an epic, it's a classic. It's, and then I saw it, I went, this is a pile of shit, it's very slow moving, I'm very annoyed, but I, I still, f- I, I just pushed through. I had to push through just to get to the end of the film and now I never have to see it again. So I, I'm very happy to have done that. Um, and then uh, another one is Spider-Man 3. Um, oh, yeah. Because... Uh, Sam Raimi was pretty much forced to include Venom into the movie and he, you know, originally the movie was about Sandman and, and that sort of thing and then they shoehorned Venom in and then they gave us the emo Peter Parker Spider-Man <laughs> and it was just like, I just, yeah, it was just like my blood was boiling more and more and more and more as the film film went on. Uh, so, yeah, so th- th- those are two that made me, made me very angry. I initially was thinking, oh, I don't really have many for this other than things like um, 12 Years a Slave. Um, what was that recent one that came out um, with the, f- I think it was the Fox Network and Charlize Theron? Oh, um Starts with a B. Margot Robbie bombshell. Bombshell. Mm. That annoyed me because they went through oh. all of that and at the end really nothing's changed. Mm. Um, there's still Me Too experiences going on all the time and so that pisses me off because I'm just like, well, it just sucks. It's We're just going to be stuck in this misogynistic uh, world for a little bit longer and it just pisses me off. Um, but then I think of things like... Um, Aloha, which is such a bad movie that when I left I was angry because I'd wasted time on it, and Ted. You all know how much I love Ted. I was absolutely, (laughs) like, I literally got in the car and was angry that I had wasted two hours of my life Plus the travel time there and the tra- like, and I will never get that time back again. Never. I was so angry. Loved that movie. I hate that movie with an actual. <laughs> but yes, I was absolutely ropeable when I left that because I wasted my time. Mm. Films that make you angry. I don't know. I'm gonna go Didn't- with like Gus Van Sant's Last Days. Mm. I've never been so angry coming out of a lunar movie in my life. I, don't, I, I never saw like, that one, mainly because oh, it of was the director. just so hideously slow, slow and purposely arty. over the top arty. I think yeah. like it's just like you know someone would be in in shot and then they'd leave the shot and you'd just be sitting there watching the twigs move in the breeze for about ten minutes. <laughs> 
and like and to, to the point that like I mean I joked earlier uh, either in this show mm. or the previous episode I can't remember which it was like anything by Gus Van Sant and yet there's so much Gus Van Sant stuff that I absolutely adore really yeah like you know you've got Goodwill Hunting mm. oh milk. god yeah um like milk. it's just it, like there's just so much stuff that he's been involved with that was really really good I think Last Days is like one of those things where it's if Gus Van Sant's let off the chain to do just what he wants to do, mm. that's what you end up with. I never seen. I've never seen that, but I know mm. what it's about. But I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but mm. I just uh, there was there was a, a movie he made. I'm pretty sure it was him about some. It involved a young kid, uh, a train, um, and someone maybe dies. I can't remember, but it was good. <laughs> A young kid, a train, and someone maybe dies. Yeah, I think it started with a P. I think my favourite Gus Van Sant thing is in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where uh, they're doing a Goodwill Hunting 2, hunting mm. season. Um, <laughs> and and, and he's, he's directing the film, but he's like he's there and like uh, they're going, how was that, Gus? He's just there counting money. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the whole sequel thing. Isn't yeah, it? It's just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Paranoid Park. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and now I'm like looking at things and, oh, Promise Land. Um, it, isn't he the guy who made? Um, no, he's not. I was going to say uh, Melancholia. That's the other arty guy, Lars von Trier. I always get the two confused mm. um, because they're both a little bit like very artsy the yeah. same. Um, so the next question is: uh, I need to find it. That helps. Oh, good, it's disappeared. How fun. Uh, okay, so we are up to. Oh my god, where are we up to? A film made by. a director that is dead it doesn't have to be a favorite one i'm just gonna say the shining i love that film and uh the director's dead yeah i'll second that yep dead directors yeah, eh? no, they seem to live forever <laughs> <laughs> don't Why you think do they live forever <laughs> um, carl reiner just died he in the did, last yeah. Couple of weeks. John Hughes. Oh uh, God, don't you break my heart. It's been dead for a while. Come on. I know, I know, but I was I was so sad when yeah. he died. Mm. Uh did, did he direct Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Or did yes. It, okay, cool. so Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, that's a, a, a classic film. Uh, it's one I, I still enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's great. And you can go on to um, Josh Gad's uh, mm. Reunited Apart and watch um, them all being reunited. Yeah, and wasn't that great? <laughs> I haven't got around to it yet. Oh. Have we watched, did, we, did we watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I thought we watched Ghostbusters. We watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off first. I remember or that we it was the 45 preview thing for it. Yeah, we watched preview thing because I, ah. I said oh. we watched we watched Ghostbusters. I said should we watch another one? You're going. There's only a few. Let's space them out. Yeah, yeah. 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 The first one was good. It was Goonies. That was that's just made me happy. happy. I'd have to watch Goonies again before I watch that one because I really don't remember it that much. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've only it's watched like it part once. of my DNA. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I've only Oops, watched it. <laughs> sorry, I didn't realise that. that I'm was, sorry, um, are we keeping you up? Sorry, that was louder than I, I didn't anticipate for that at all. <laughs> Do you have one? Yeah, but I, she, I would she definitely say the, the shining. It. Yeah, mm, definitely. That was a good stole move. My, stole my answer. Sorry. Very good move. I, I, I'm really not sure because I, like, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of many dead directors. Isn't that terrible? Hitchcock? No. Bit of bit of psycho birds, you know. Mm, no. I do. Rear window. Why would Rear window. I be into oh, I those? Love, I love Rear Window. Absolutely love really? it. Really? That's one of my favourite films. Mm. So good. And I'm sure the guy who made Singing in the Rain's dead too. 
Like in the, 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 whoever directed Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's an easy out. Frank M. Baum. Now, that's the guy who wrote the book. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> that just reminds me of um, LOL or Laugh Out Loud that was on, on Prime. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, what's his name? Sam Simmons looking at this book of dogs. He's like, that dog's dead. Yeah. That dog's dead. That dog. I'm like, I'm glad I'm not the only person who does stuff like that because sometimes I look at a picture of like these old people from the 20s and I'm like, they're all dead now. Oh, that <laughs> was, that, that's so morbid. That was what TV used to be like watching with my dad because everything where, when you're watching TV was all reruns of old stuff back yeah, in the yeah. day. Uh, and so if you're watching um, Are You Being Served, uh, you're watching Hogan's Heroes, anything that you're watching and dad's going, yeah, they're dead. Yeah, they did. Hello, they're, hello. They're so morbid. Oh, hello, hello. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. watching that with yeah. your parents? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kat's just like, uh, what is hello, hello? I know what hello, hello oh, is. Okay. Yeah. I, I not only saw hello, hello, the TV show, I went and saw hello, hello, the stage show when they toured. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. That's, he's dead, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's true, though. Oh, I'm going to skip that one. It's okay. bloody horrible when you watch, even watch the young ones now. It's like Rick Mail. It's mm. like, oh. oh, this one I think won't be very difficult. A film you wish you saw in the theatres. I'm going to say um, it, one of the Star Wars films, any of them, would have been nice. Not the new ones, mm. three, four, and five. One of them. Probably, probably four. I would have liked to see that in the cinemas. That would have been pretty amazing. You mean four, five, and six? Yes, I was looking at it just going, am I counting wrong? (laughs) No, yeah, you are. I'm wrong. Yep. I mean Empire Strikes Back. Right, okay. Cool, cool. Um, Sorry. Yeah. I like to confuse people. But that would make you older, though. Hmm. Yeah, but it does. No, well, the thing is, um, at the moment, there are a lot of films that are being shown on the big screen. that are older films, mm, like mm. Uh, I saw someone, uh, this is over in America, someone's showing The Goonies. I'm like, that's the sort of stuff I'd love to see on the big screen, stuff that I didn't have the opportunity to see on the big screen, like Goonies, Beetlejuice and one of the Star Wars films. That would mm. be amazing. And this is why it's exciting when um, Luna do those interactives because we got to see Back to the Future uh, I think it was the, the was second the second one on the big screen. That was amazing. Yeah, and Labyrinth on the big screen. That was amazing. And it's and Beetlejuice. I did mm. see that on the big screen actually. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember now. Uh, yeah, that was good. Um, I I think uh, maybe the first Terminator film because uh, I saw T two. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to see. Sorry about that. I had my phone ringing there. Uh, it, it'd be great. I'm professional. I know. It'd be great to see some other uh, other films like that. Yeah. Everyone's like looking. Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> like, who? <laughs> um, again, I'm I'm kind of stuck because like there's a whole raft of movies I really would have liked to have seen. I mean, I go probably back to something like oh, I don't know, just like those old classics. Like you talking about singing in the rain mm. sort of made me think about that. Um. That would be cool yeah, to see on the big screen. Yeah, and those, like, those Bogart movies. Like, it would have been so cool to see those on the big screen. I just, yeah, Wizard of Oz. Mm. Yeah, yeah, just some like of some, old the, ones that the we, ones that we were we well and truly missed out. And Mary we weren't Poppins. Even, yeah, we weren't even a twinkle in our, our parents' eyes. Our parents weren't even twinkles. <laughs> no, they probably weren't. Yeah, eyes. that's true in those days. So, oh, my yeah. God, yeah, real we a psycho. Mm. That would have been good to see on the big screen. No, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> not at all. Um, 
I think either the omen or even one that's not that old but I was really young was Moulin Rouge because that came out in 2001 or 2000 and at that point in time it wasn't a film that I would have gone to the cinemas to see. So mm. I would like to see that on the big screen. I just think that would be an experience. Oh, it, it is. Um, like, it's yeah. so huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, yeah, The Omen I think would be great. The original. Yeah, the original, <laughs> not the Julia Styles. <laughs> See, I call it the David Thewlis one because <laughs> I forget that Julia Stiles is in it, but I will never forget that David Thewlis is in it. Um, a film you like that is not set in the current era. Um, there's oh, lots of wow. ones that I've mentioned so many times before that I'm not going to mention them again because it's like cheating. Mm-hmm. So I have to try and think of a new one because I'm thinking Singing in the Rain and like um, There Will Be Blood mm. and Assassination of Jesse James. Like I have to think of something else. Hmm. I like the I liked the Great Gatsby, kind of. Yeah. I just like that. If he that said, era. "What did he say?" Old chum was that what yeah, he said old, all the time? Yeah. Old chum, chum, something like that. Yeah. I liked Joel Edgerton in that and um, Carrie Mulligan, but I didn't like Leo's version of um, of Gatsby. Mm. I much preferred um, Robert Redford. But right. with that said, I liked I liked everything apart from. Leo in that film, which is really strange. I really like Leo, but I like everything else that was in that film. Mm. So I just like the 20s. Mm, 20s are good. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd... And the shoes. Oh, oh the shoes. <laughs> I, th- I think that you're probably – like it is a difficult one to answer in some ways because, like, you've got so many – times times mm. like you know do you go something that was um you know maybe made in a galaxy a long long time ago <laughs> <laughs> far far away yeah. but um it's one of those things that you just sort of think there's a, a, a lot to work with there's there too really many. dracula dracula oh that's a great mm. one yeah because it's a gothic horror gothic horror mm. but set in the, in the in the past um so yeah so i'd, I'd, I'd go with dracula or uh, yeah or maybe a little bit of revisionist history and a bit of quentin tarantino's inglorious bastards or once upon mm. a time in hollywood mm. Mm. could dredge up jojo rabbit again mm. <laughs> why not <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, sister. Um, here, so we're getting to the end. A film you like that is adapted from somewhere. That's too many. There's too many wow. things that have been adapted. Yeah. You could do a whole episode on adapted films. Adapted from somewhere. I mean, they're all adapted from. They're mostly adapted from books or from... Oh, I'm going to give... It's not necessarily the best movie in the world, but I'm going to give an honourable mention to... Um, uh, oh, no. I wonder if your Can't brain think. is... I, I'm going to go Pirates of the Caribbean because... Oh, yeah, very clever. Yeah. Because, you know, it's adapted from somewhere and that somewhere is a ride mm. and that's pretty inventive and it's not a book. Yes. Maybe that's the challenge. Is there anything that's be been adapted from not a book? <gasps> yes, I can. I've got one. Oh, I, I see. One. I knew you were going somewhere with that. I, I was just like, I just, um, I was just having a bit of a mind blank because <laughs> I was just like, all I wanted to say was walrus, yes. <laughs> walrus, yes. Walrus, yes. Tusk. Tusk, ah. thank you. Ah. I was like, I, I couldn't think of the actual... <laughs> title isn't that terrible um but task um that was actually based on an episode of smodcast so you know you had kevin smith and scott Mosier would just mm-hmm. sit there and just like they'd either 
tell each other ridiculous stories or they'd make something up. And it was like listening i really miss those old episodes because it was like listening to what you would do as a child Mm. i'm not meaning that they were childish i'm meaning like the imagination that they brought to it was quite neat like so they just talk about something and they're like oh yeah and then like the detective like blah 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 and then (laughs) and then such and such and it makes a suit out of a (laughs) yeah it's just um it's it's just fascinating like that something that started as a podcast episode and they just made the story up in this podcast became a movie yeah and it's something quite different because you you do you expect it to be um based on a book or based on a a poem like you know beowulf and mm. those kind of ones or someone's it's, life or yeah. an autobiography mm. yeah or a legend or a yeah. um a um a legend or a like you know those myth um or- myth or yeah yeah, so I just one. thought, yeah, yeah, it's just a little honourable mention. Maybe not the best movie in the world, but um, it's kind of cool the way it book. came about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's 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 hard to pick one that's not from a book. I, I think Cat and I may have only picked the only two ones. <laughs> there must be other movies that are based on rides, surely. Well, there are. There's um, Tower of Terror, which has got um, uh, God, what's his name in it? Eddie from- Murphy? No, 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 no. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> Haunted, Haunted Mansion. Mansion is Eddie Murphy. All oh, right. Uh, Tower Close. of Terror was um, Goodberg, Steve Goodberg. Oh. So it's a bit, bit, bit older. So I'm not sure if they've just taken the name Tower of Terror or if it's got anything to do with the, the, the ride. ride. So we're going to try and track down Tower of Terror and watch it to see if there is any relation because mm. the ride at Disney is actually based on Twilight Zone. So yeah. it's a Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. So when you go through the ride, you have this pre-show where it is Rob Sterling. Uh, it's Rob Sterling, isn't it? The, the, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who is the creator. Steve Sterling? No, Rob. Is it Rob? Yeah. Sterling okay. Cooper? No, he's a creator. Draper and Price. He's the creator of he's a creator of um, Twilight Zone, and he's there and he's giving a spiel, and it's actually him. And they've like used somebody who can do his voice to do the the, the audio, and they they took uh, a still from uh, sorry footage from an episode, and they just replaced the the map at the back, and that's where they say this is the elevator. And so when he points to it, it's like him pointing to it. Oh, so yeah. really, yeah, interesting stuff. But I don't think that the movie is based on on that. So. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I'd say, like... Are there movies based on a song? Well... Yeah, there are, I suppose. But, well, because... and there's also Cats, which is based <laughs> on... Well, yes, the poems. <laughs> on the poems, T.S. Eliot. Yes, yeah. you could say movies based on musicals. I mean, because yeah. there's Rent. But not there that that was great. are films, I'm pretty sure, based around songs. Yeah. I mean, oh, what is it? Um, I mean, you've got those... What's that one? It's all around the Beatles music. Um, oh, Yesterday. No, one prior to that. Oh, um, um, with Sean Penn in it? Oh, all... Um, when uh, I hear the it. universe, yeah, um, that one across the universe, across the universe. I feel oh, like yeah. I'm like I'm thinking of all the movies that are about kind of the Beatles because I, <laughs> I can I just, see you like ticking over. I'm like I I am Sam. That's the one with uh, Sean Penn where he's like, I mean, got a daughter. Yeah, they've they've literally taken the idea of Beatles songs and yeah. created a film around it. Mm. So I that's a great could, example. You know, yeah, it's a good film. I think we've come up with some good answers with yeah. that one. I think we have. Yeah, well done. Well done, good team. Job team. <laughs> a film that is visually striking to you i'm gonna say let there be blood i know i've already mentioned it but it is visually striking and you know what deathly hallows part one mm. yeah because i love some of the visuals they use and like some of the um sets and the scenery mm. and like yeah 
Mm. Visually striking films. And, of course, Assassination. I I think uh, that I would have to go... Uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, I, I think like the they've just like really um, they've really just built on uh, what preceded it, and the visual effects in those two movies were just amazing. Like the the, the fact that I see them in Wakanda and they're all running and all that sort of stuff. Mm, that is it, cool, and it looks like they're actually in a jungle kind of setting, mm. but you know they're on a soundstage. Mm. It's like it's a really amazing trickery. It is. Oh, I quite liked the Grand Budapest Hotel. I thought that was quite visually yeah. like, colourful. Um, That's a good one. Anything by, um, oh, now the director's name slipped Wes me. Anderson? Yeah, Wes, anything by Wes Anderson. Yeah, Darjeeling Express is a like, feel. With, with colour, hey, I feel. Yeah, colour and also the, I don't know how to describe it, but there's a real feeling with every shot mm, yeah like you've got the like the hotel scenes and then the train scenes and i, I just think that there's something quite um wholesome not wholesome i don't it's know but it's very fulfilling do- like yeah. it just yeah mm. it's just like comfort food for the eyes there's something <laughs> yeah. to do with the set design that the whole film is based on like these are the colors that we're going to have throughout Mm. and this is the tone and the theme and the emotion and then the set designer bases like all of the sets on these ideas that have come up i feel like all the scenes are quite fast paced as well yes but but that's quite enjoyable in in the film like it feels like a yeah i I don't know but there's something about those films that i love i do love darjeeling limited Mm. that's another soundtrack i've listened to i call it the darjeeling express sorry did you? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think I might have. It, um, wasn't, it wasn't. It was a bit of a longer journey. So there's just three more questions. I don't know how okay. much yeah, of the no, show we've got. Let's do it. Um, a film that made you feel uncomfortable. I'm going to go outside the box here and say Grease because I watched that as a child a lot mm. and as an adult I watch it and feel like it has one of the worst um, – like at the end, they the basically – it's a bad moral. Yeah. You have to change who you are mm. so that the person that you love will fall in love with you, mm. and they both do it. They both change themselves so to make the other person happy, and I just felt like it, it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. And also, like I know Twilight is a horrible film, um, but that makes me uncomfortable as well because the dynamic between her, um, Bella and – Sparkly boy, um, <laughs> Edward. <laughs> thank you. Um, I don't know why. I it's know just that. really creepy. Like he he goes and watches her sleep, and there's a, it, there's her whole life revolves around him. Yeah, like she's got nothing else going on, and I just feel like that is the wrong message to to send to young girls. Yeah, like mm. I mean, I remember speaking to someone who'd read all the books, and they said, "Oh, look, you know, it's not that bad." And then they're like talking about stuff, and they you could see them kind of registering it and just going, "Oh, yeah, that is pretty. Oh, that's really violent." Ooh. I feel like the books were even worse because I I don't. I think I read all of the books because I felt like I'd started them. Mm. And the more I read them, the more uncomfortable I felt mm-hmm. about how her whole life revolved around him and how unhealthy that is. Mm. And I understand that a lot of young girls relate to that because when you're a teenager, whoever you're in love with, that is your whole world. Mm. And yeah. I understand why that's done, but I just don't think it's a healthy – I just don't think it's healthy. No. I completely agree with that. And who, who freaking sneaks into someone's house and watches them sleep, God damn it. Mm. That's creepy. 
His He's also a vampire, so like I guess they'd probably been vampire. Yeah. How did he get in? Was he he was invited in when wasn't he? He had to have been. Yeah. I don't know, I don't remember. So um, I think the film that made me most uncomfortable was like Twelve Years a Slave. And that's mm. a good thing, because you should feel uncomfortable about slavery yeah. and people being whipped. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Mine would be uh Lars von Trier's Antichrist. Because it's just messed up. I still haven't seen that. It's basically it's got I don't know if I need um, to. Charlotte Gainsbourg and she's in all of his films. Um, Willem Dafoe and there are a couple who are having sex at the beginning of the film, and while they're having sex, their son falls out the window and dies. Oh what? Um, yeah, I know it's quite messed up. And then after that. She has trouble having sex again because, you know, it brings back all these terrible memories yeah. and then there's all this sexual violence stuff and, oh, wow. uh, yeah, and, I mean, there's something in this film that's so disturbing. I'm not even going to mention it on Tangent City. Wow. That's how bad it is. Have you seen Big Little Lies? No. Because have you seen that? No, I haven't, but I've heard um, that it's probably worth a watch. It's magnificent. Yeah. Um, I I have grown to really enjoy Nicole Kidman's work of late in the last mm. few years, mm. in the last 10, 10, 15 years, and uh, her relationship with her husband is really, really messed up. There's clearly domestic violence and sexual violence going on, but you feel like she's partly enjoying that, but is she partly enjoying that because she has such low self-esteem because that's what she feels like she deserves to be treated mm, like that? Right. It's really, really, oh, really hard to watch mm, right. and it definitely makes you uncomfortable. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I think anything with, like, sexual violence, anything with, like, violence where it's not, I don't know, Comical? I mean. Well, yeah, it's kind of awkward. Like, I mean, you might have an action movie and it's got a fight scene in it, but it seems like it, I think where it's um, where it's violence where one person's getting affected by it, like you know, where it's domestic violence or mm. um, where there's um, like you know, Twelve Years a Slave mm. is a good example where you know there's a power dynamic to the violence. Um, I find that really uncomfortable, and you know, and then when it's like you know, rape and sexual violence, I just like. Oh, and like once World Warriors was like that because mm. um that scene where, you know, she's just been raped by a family member or it was was he a family member or a friend Jeez, of the family? I, I can't I really- didn't get through that movie. Oh, okay. I had and to stop so it. she's, you know, washing her sheets in the bathtub the next day and her mum's just so oblivious to it that she's like, Oh, darling, did you get your period? And it's oh. just like uh and just that silence and just oh, really struggle with that it's, stuff. It is mm. extremely hard to watch anything where there's rape. Mm. I find it nearly impossible to watch. Um, you watch Handmaiden's Tale, didn't you? Mm. Oh, yeah. Because that first season is extraordinarily hard to watch. Definitely. Because they're basically getting raped. Mm. So it's, yeah, very hard. Anyway, please let's- tell me, Please tell me last. Is yeah. there one left or two left? We've got two. And they, please and say they're happy. <laughs> they're both happy. Good. Yay, A film sorry. that makes you want to fall in love. So most romantic <laughs> um, films, I if I go and see uh, a film that's- I know I can hear all of that- talking to i don't know what that is that noise but i think the neighbors um might be letting their kids see the dogs like they've got them kind of lifted oh, up so yeah okay <laughs> and so the dogs are like I mean, going who oh, people who don't who doesn't want to look at cute dogs <laughs> true um but that's a bit weird don't do that <laughs> don't poke your head over somebody else's 
Yeah, that's creepy. Don't do it. Um, so whenever I go and see a film where there's a couple that are falling in love, um, even if it's a not a fantastic movie, I always get that lovely feeling like I really wish that Christmas – Chris was sitting next to me. Did so- you say Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just really wish that Christmas was closer so I could find some mistletoe so I could finally kiss. Um, uh, yeah, I always wish that I was seeing it with Chris because I remember all those beautiful like emotion the the feelings of falling in love. Like I when I'm never gonna I hopefully I'm never going to have to go through that again because I feel like I've found my person and just reliving all of those wonderful moments when you're first falling in love with somebody just oh I I can't think of a specific movie because there's too many of them Mm. but yeah I like those ones where like you know they start off and they don't you don't necessarily know that that's where it's going to lead I, I prefer those ones to the outright, you know, yeah, romantic yeah, the kind of, ones. yeah, the notebook where, like, you know, oh, the cover God, please, is actually them don't. having a yeah, good old so snog. Yeah, so you know. I love um, serendipity because it's based on fate mm. and, like, this idea of fate. So yeah. I like it. I think, it's, call, I think yeah. it's cute. I love it. So, And the ending always brings a tear to my eye when he, like, rocks up. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> you know what? The Harry Potter movies where you, you see uh, Hermione and Ron sort of getting – like feelings for each other because mm. oh, I, ne- yeah. I never had anything like that at high school. I didn't get a boyfriend until after high school. So I feel like I missed out on that like, you know, big love that you feel when you're in, you're in high school your feelings are ginormous. Yeah. So, and it's also the um, two friends. Whenever I see anything where it's two friends who become lovers, I love that because I'm like that's how real love, you know, it, it's so good to be a best friend first and then go and fall in love because that's what mm. you see in all the all the movie like there's lots of movies like that but I used to think that about me and my best friend Jeff like oh my god I remember seeing my best friend's wedding with Caroline and we walked out of the cinema this is back when the cinema was still in in Perth and I'm like that's it I'm gonna call him and tell him I love him I, I can't hold it in anymore I need to tell him and so I called him and he was at work and he didn't pick up the phone and thank god I told him eventually but everyone loved Jeff because how could you not um but you know fully gay like, <laughs> but this is what happens when you're in high school you don't realize these things because you're stupid it's all you part just, of the learning you didn't, didn't know he was gay no oh um, it, I I look back now and I think, wow, it was so obvious. <laughs> but he hadn't come out. He didn't come out into his, like, 20s. So, you know, and we all knew for a long time. But, you know, not then. <laughs> Fair <laughs> wow. enough. I know. <laughs> I love cool. telling history on my, my life history through podcast. Um, I was going to throw into the mix a bit of an unusual one um, and eat, pray, love because she kind of learns to fall in love with herself. Yeah. And I think that that was like it's kind of a journey that, um, you know, you see people sometimes need to take in life. And I think oh, that – I'm sitting right here, mate. <laughs> Stop eavesdropping. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think that there's something quite wonderful with people – who take the time to reconnect with themselves yep. as opposed to connecting with another person. So I just thought I'd throw that one in there. I, oh, I nice. really like that answer. And I love when they're in Italy and they're, like, just eating their way through food. And, and falling like in gaining- love with the language. Yeah. And, mm. oh, I love Italy. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think makes you want to fall in love, Lewis? Uh, I think I've got to go back to, to love, actually, for the most part. Although there are some, like, creepy things in, in there. Like the, the guy who's so obsessed with Kira Knightley mm. um, yeah. uh, that he's like, you know, does that whole I love you thing, but, uh, you know, he's my best mate so yeah and it's like that's going to be some awkward dinner parties like mm. moving forward yeah but aren't you better off to tell her and like you know yeah, i mean she's best. clearly not got those same feelings and he obviously understands mm. that but don't you think it's less creepy rather than just sitting there just going oh my god i'm so in love with her yeah like, i think it's like something weird about secrets mm. maybe i don't know i i would have to agree with you there and i think part of getting over somebody is letting them know you like them mm. so when he says enough like after he's shown her all mm. those things he probably does get over her because you know you don't really if you keep fantasizing the, about the person yeah, yeah. all the time it's just going to stay there whereas if you tell them then it's like oh well there's it's not reciprocal so I'll just get over yeah. it mm. but this is why I've been so weird all these years yeah. because she thought that he hated him yeah her. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it was I, I thought it was kind of sweet. Oh, cool. What? I do get angry at the um the uh Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes me really really angry. But the Laura Linney thing, oh, oh. oh my god, every time it just I love like when they're dancing and then it turns slow music, the Nora like I had to have that Nora Jones song in like at my wedding cuz it always just makes me think of that. And then she walks in the door and she's like, hang on a second, I just have to do something. And then she jumps <laughs> up and down. Okay, that's done. <laughs> I still say that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's very sweet, that movie. It Last is. one. Last question. Last question. Um, that's a picture of my child. <laughs> that's not it. Um <laughs> Uh, come on. <laughs> Draw a picture of Bryce is the last <laughs> challenge. Um, it's a podcast, Rachel. <laughs> a film with your favourite ending. Oh, God. Oh. So, end game for you, Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> Infinity War. Um, <laughs> Snap. Yeah. Uh, my favorite film that was my a favorite, prequel ending. Favourite ending. It, that is really hard. Film your favourite ending. Lost oh. in translation. Yeah, because it's left unsaid well it's no it's not left unsaid really it's just like because she does say something you just don't know what it is yeah, well, yeah that's oh, sorry, what i mean. say something we, we don't know mm. we it left unsaid as in like we don't know what yeah, yeah yeah but i kind of like that yeah and it's just like god that's this is really hard actually it's hard um okay uh terminator 2 uh, when you see yeah, the hand going down and then it becomes a thumbs up as it's going hey, into the molten metal. Yeah, 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 good one. I think I'm going to second that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I can't. Did you do one, cat? Yep. Okay. Soz. Oh, my God. Favourite ending. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, that's my belly. I like um, also like Spider-Man Far From Home. The oh yeah the out the out scene at the end yeah the, yeah, the that mo- is really good the movie itself like I, I loved it the first time I saw it the mm. second time I saw it I was like oh, I still like it but I haven't got that love for it mm. but the last scene was um 
the last scene was J. Jonah Jameson, uh, like coming on and then revealing that Peter Parker, the spoilers, everyone has seen by now. Yeah. Am I okay to spoil this? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so J. Jonah Jameson is saying that like Peter Parker is Spider-Man and it's like, holy crap, what's going to happen next? And then they were like, uh, the Sony Disney thing happened. And mm. I was like, we're not going to see what happens next. No. <laughs> and then they all said, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to make more Should Spider-Mans. Right. It's fine. Yeah. But then, so that was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then there was the post credit scene with um, uh, with Nick Fury and um, uh, Agent Hill. Mm. And then it's revealed that they're actually the scrolls from Captain Marvel. Mm. And he's like, what the hell? Where's Nick Fury? And then Nick Fury is on a spaceship. And it's like, oh my God, this is not amazing. It was pretty nuts, yeah. yeah. The film was great, but the ending was perfect. You could even do like an M. Night Shyamalan film for an ending. Like The Village. This is so hard. I'm actually going to have to pick um, the post-credit scene on Captain America when he's um, punching the punching bags. Mm, That is good, yeah. Because it it lets you see that something is about to begin and it also lets you see Chris Evans' bum. (laughs) I honestly, I, I knew what this question was like for two whole episodes and I couldn't think of one. So that's pretty bad, isn't it? I, yeah, I like no, the this... end of Inception. The end of Inception's good because yeah, you left true. not knowing. Yeah, and it raises so many questions and people argue over that stuff. I mean, yeah. The alternative ending to Moulin Rouge is also good. Oh, what's the alternative? It's the one I made up where it's... <laughs> <laughs> where she doesn't die. Where she now. doesn't die. <laughs> the film ends literally as they're on stage and they're happy and that's it. <laughs> you just do you turn it off? Yeah. <laughs> I can't watch that last. So that's the alternative ending. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love so. that. That's gold. There you go. Oh, that is great. That's what I should do with um, uh, Red State. Red State, yeah. they just, just stop where you want. Just watch it to a certain no, point go at the end. You should just do it with a lot of films. I do it with heaps of films. I'm Skip like, to yeah. credits. Like, like The Last Lord of the Rings. You, you could cut like 45 minutes off that yeah, thing. You just, it's like five endings. Yeah. That's why they put the uh, skip ahead scene in, in the uh, on the remote. So if you skip three hours, yeah. it's great. <laughs> then it's finished and you don't have to watch it. We're That's annoying some funny. big Lotar fans. Yeah. Yeah, not them. I think we're good. Yep. Yeah, it. I think we are as Sorry, well. Sorry, I couldn't come up with a proper answer, but there you go. I had answers for most of them. What an adventure. Anyway, that was good. So it's good that we're wrapping up. I had right. fun. Thought I'd share that on air. <laughs> what was that? You need to pee. I need a wee. Yeah, me too. I'm going to share yep. that on air. Before you go wee, though, I think we should um, say what we need from the listeners, and that's to jump on to iTunes and give this a bit of a review. Um, nice little five-star review would be lovely. A couple of nice words, always like boys, our um, egos. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell, tell your friends, maybe post it, the episode on your social media and – Share, share, and tell people. Sharing yes, exactly. And listen to our other podcasts, of course. The Unscripted the Film Show, Diz Down Under, was cast not dead yet to be renamed. Uh, and I think that's all of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.